Have you ever heard the idiom as quiet as a mouse? Probably you've heard this one before. It's pretty common and it's been around for proper years. So chances are you've encountered this one before, but what does it actually mean? And how can you use it to communicate like we do as native speakers? Well, let's talk about it. All right, mate, how's it going today? I'm not too bad, thanks for asking. Today we've got a bumper episode lined up. We're going to be taking a deep dive into an idiom that you might have heard before. And that idiom is as quiet as a mouse. We're going to look at what it means. We're going to look at where it comes from. And we're going to look at how you can use it naturally, just like a native speaker would. Sounds good, doesn't it? But before we get into all that good stuff, if you're new around here, my name is Dan. And I'm here to help you stop being an English student and start being an English speaker. I make podcasts, I make videos, I make all sorts of stuff. And it's all designed to help you become a confident communicator. And while we're at it, I'm also going to teach you some stuff about British English because, you know, I'm British, so I know quite a bit about British English. I've been helping people just like you for over eight years, so you're in good hands. And if you're not new around here, welcome back. It's good to see you again, mate. I hope you've had a good one since last time we spoke. It's always good to see people coming back. Well, I don't see you, obviously, because it's an audio podcast, but you get the point. I'm trying to be nice. What What do you want from me? It's nice to see, theoretically, see you again. And as always, before we jump in, I want to let you know about the Study Squad cheat sheet that goes along with this podcast episode. It's a free downloadable cheat sheet that you can get right now using the link in the show notes. And that's dansenseienglish.com forward slash study squad. You download it. It's got all the examples. It's got all the meanings. It's got everything I'm going to talk about in today's episode. It'll help you follow along and it'll make sure that you remember this stuff for longer. Not only that, when you join the study squad, you'll also get my free ebook, The Study Hacks Guide, full of loads of useful tips that you can use to improve your English, even if you're studying on your own. And I'll also send you all my future cheat sheets, so you're never going to miss a thing. Sounds like a good deal, doesn't it? Once again, dansenseienglish.com forward slash study squad, or you can check out the link in the show notes. Nice one. Anyway, so how were your week last week? Did you have a good one? For me, it weren't too bad. Um, Monday was a national holiday last week in Japan, so I had an extra day off. But somehow, I don't really understand. Maybe magic or witchcraft or summit. It felt like a longer week than usual, even though I only worked four days. What's that about? I don't understand. But yeah, I worked Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And it felt like such a long week. I don't understand what happened. Obviously, it's October, so some kind of witchcraft or evil magic were going on. But yeah, it was a tough week. I didn't really do anything particularly special, just working, you know, working my regular job. Uh, I work pretty long days most of the time, so it's tough. And I'm also writing a lot of student reports at the minute. So it's been a busy, busy old week. Um, The weather this week has been nice, though. Like, it's autumn here in Japan, you know, all the leaves are going red and it's quite a sight to behold. Uh, In England, it happens very quickly, you know, the leaves are green, then suddenly red, brown, floor, winter. Like that, happens in about 10 minutes. 
But here in Japan, it takes a while and it's nice to see the colours change and the proper nice colours, oranges and reds and stuff like that. And the temperature's nice, it's about between 15 and 20 degrees and the sun comes out. Now as an English bloke, you know, that's nice. I don't like 40 degree summers. I don't like it when it's so hot, I get burnt outside. I like a bit of sunshine. It's not too hot and somewhat nice to look at, you know, like some red leaves. Give me that and I'm happy as Larry. <laughs> happy as Larry, that's a very British English phrase. I don't know who Larry is, but for some reason, British people, when we say we're happy, say, oh, we're happy as Larry. I don't know who Larry is or why he's so happy, but that's how I feel. <laughs> um, sometimes I just come up with idioms accidentally. I'm not trying to teach you as happy as Larry, but there you go. A bonus idiom for you in today's episode. I bet you didn't expect that, did you? And make sure you make a note of that one because I'm probably not going to come back and cover that again. I don't know. I might do. I never know what I'm going to do. You know, when I'm planning content and stuff, basically, I'll sit down to make a YouTube video and I'll be like, okay, I need five expressions. And the first five expressions that come that come in my head, they're the ones I run with. So um, maybe I'll come back to that one. Who knows? Um, I don't know for sure. But basically a fine week. This weekend, I'm currently recording this on Sunday night. And you know, Sunday night is the worst time of the week because, you know, you've got work tomorrow. And you know you've got work tomorrow, so Sunday evening kind of sucks. But other than that, it's been a decent weekend. Um, dealing with stuff. A lot of paperwork for visas still. Pretty annoying. But pretty chilled out weekend, to be honest. Uh, watched Taskmaster yesterday. A good TV show. I think I've mentioned it before. I watched some wrestling, because I like wrestling. Overall, a decent weekend. Oh, and on Friday night, me and my wife ordered Indian curry, and it was proper mint. So, good weekend overall. Good weekend. I hope your weekend were good. I hope that you did everything that you wanted to do and all the nice things in life happened to you. And that's what I hope. But good stuff. Next up, we've got a question from, um, let me get the name. Yasin, Yasin, Yasin. I don't think that's a real name, but that's the name on Instagram. And they asked me, Dan, what's the difference between will and would? Now, this is one of them questions that at the beginner level, it's pretty easy, right? Will is used to talk about um, beliefs, like either now or in the future. And we also use will to talk about what people want to do or are willing to do. And we also use it for promises, offers and requests, right? Pretty basic. Uh, would, at a beginner level, is basically the past form of will. And because it's past tense, we use it to talk about, you know, things in the past. Um, when we imagine something in the past or politeness, it's more polite than will. You know, if I say, for example, will you pass me the salt is fine. But would you pass me the salt is a little bit more polite, for example. And, you know, we can also use it for I will go shopping next week. But when we're talking about the past, I would have gone shopping last week, but I was too busy. So as a basic level, that's how we use it. I'll give you some examples of what I mean. When we're talking about beliefs, um, maybe something like, 
I haven't seen John, but John will probably be in his office. Or future, um, my car is in the garage, so next weekend we'll have to take the train to the footy match. Something like that. Uh, would, um, could do something like, I thought we would have to take the train to the footy match, but actually my car was fixed quickly and we went by car. You know, something like that. Uh, in terms of willingness, uh, something that we want to do or are willing to do, for example, next weekend I will go to the cinema. Um, you know, something like that. Typical behavior. So, would, uh, past tense of will. I can't think of an example off the top of my head. This is quite tricky. Um, let's see. My dad wouldn't take me to the cinema so I didn't go last weekend I don't know something like that uh, and then promises and offers you know uh, I will pick you up from the station you know it's quite nice as a as an offer as a question would you pick me up from the station it's quite nice um, but yeah somewhere in that rambling mess there's the answer to the question what's the difference between will and would basically Will is not as polite as would, and would is the past tense of will. Easy. <laughs> Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Another weird British saying for you there. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I don't think that's just British. I think Americans probably say that too. Uh, or Australian. I don't know. Other English people probably say that. English speakers, not English people. Sometimes when I record this podcast... I listen back to it and think, Dan, what were you actually on about during Because <laughs> it's a bit mental. Anyway, suggest we now take a look at the real topic of this podcast. And that is the expression, as quiet as a mouse. Now, this is an idiom that is popular in England. And I would imagine it's popular in most English speaking countries too. But definitely in the UK, we use it. And simply put. The meaning of this is extremely quiet, basically silent, right? To be as quiet as a mouse, to be extremely quiet. Now, probably this is one of those idioms that even if I didn't tell you that, you could probably guess what it means, right? And I don't know, when I first heard this one as a kid, I remember thinking it was a bit strange because even though, you know, a mouse is not the loudest thing in the world. It's not like a jet engine, you know. But a mouse makes like little squeaks. Like squeak, 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 squeak. And they're not silent. There's loads of other silent things. Why don't we say as quiet as a desk? A desk don't make any noise. You know, as quiet as a light bulb. Well, light bulbs kind of make a bit of noise. Uh, I should have thought about that a bit more before I went off on that tangent. But the point I'm trying to make is a mouse makes noise... So why have we got this idiom as quiet as a mouse? Doesn't really make sense. But in terms of all the animals, right? If you put all the animals in like a league table of like loudest to quietest, a mouse is going to be pretty much near bottom, isn't it? There's not many animals that make less noise than a mouse. So I can kind of understand it. I mean, top at leaderboard, you're going to have like, I don't know, a lion probably. And... Uh, I don't know, a whale. A whale seems like it would make a lot of noise. Like, mm, splash. 
Uh, certainly more noise than a mouse, so I can kind of see where it's coming from. Um, but I did look into this one uh, because I thought it was a bit weird. And apparently one of the things that mice do is when they're like near a predator, like somebody is hunting, not somebody, something is hunting a mouse, you know, like a cat or something, right? Uh, mice, I've got a very good talent of being like super still and super quiet to, as like a defense mechanism. So that's probably where this one originally comes from. But, you know, it basically means to be extremely quiet. Uh, if I can give you some examples of this, you could say something like, my brothers couldn't be more different one is a proper loud mouth and the other is as quiet as a mouse. So, you know, one brother, he's got a big gob and he chats all time. Whereas other one is a bit quiet. They're as quiet as a mouse. Uh, we could also say something like, when my kids are as quiet as a mouse, I know that they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. You know, they're probably colouring in walls with crayons or, you know, picking all uh, toilet paper off at roll or, you know, something that kids do because they're a bit weird that they shouldn't be doing. But, you know, when they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, they're always as quiet as a mouse. It's a, it's a big red flag if you're a parent, I guess. And if I'm talking to one of my mates who's a bit quieter than usual, I could say something like, mate, is there something wrong? You've been quiet as a mouse all day. Something like that. So it's really, really useful expression. Um... Another expression that's quite similar to this um, is when you don't hear a squeak from someone. Which is funny because it's also from a mouse, right? Mice squeak. And you don't hear a squeak from someone means you haven't heard anything. You know, they haven't messaged you. They haven't spoke to you. They've been quiet. Uh, I think when I was growing up, we said, I haven't heard a peep out of someone. But squeak is also fairly common as well. Uh, and they all basically mean the same thing, to be silent. So it's a really, really useful idiom if you fancy trying to incorporate it into your daily speech. Now, in terms of where this one comes from, I always like to do a bit of research, you know, into the origin of some of these idioms because I always think it's kind of interesting to understand where they come from, basically. It can help you remember them for longer as well. Uh, apparently, this one, as quiet as a mouse wasn't the original phrase. As still as a mouse was the original. And that's in like the 1300s. So we're talking like, you know, a long, long time ago. And apparently a couple of hundred years later is where we got this expression, quiet as a mouse. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing evolved over time. Um, even still, apparently like in earlier Shakespeare work and stuff, they had these kind of expressions or very similar uh, it says here, quiet as a mouse. We also had quiet as a rock. Not the rock, you know, not Dwayne Johnson. Um, you know, from, if you smell what the rock is cooking, and all that. Not that guy, just a regular rock that doesn't say anything. As quiet as a rock makes sense, doesn't it? But we've had some variations, but as quiet as a mouse is probably the most popular one. And yeah, I think even today, you're going to hear quiet as a mouse much more than still as a mouse. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say still as a mouse. But apparently in the 1300s, that was a pretty common idiom that people used all the time. 
and yeah it's kind of interesting so let me try and give you one more example of how to use this let's imagine we've got two people and they're sat in a library right and the first one is like hey so what are you doing this weekend oi shush we're in a library mate what are you doing eh what i've got to be quiet in a library since when i thought that were just in films what are you on about of course you've got to be quiet in a library. People are trying to study here, mate. Oh, alright then. Well, I'll be quiet as a mouse. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> so, that's my performance piece of two people talking in a library. You might have noticed I'm not very good at doing voices. Um, and the first guy, the one with the deep voice, he got more and more Yorkshire as that conversation went on. Because I'm not very good at doing accents. Well, there you go. I thought that were good fun. Hopefully, it'll help you use this expression in your daily life. Because that's why I make these things. Because, you know, idioms are great. If you learn idioms, it gives you more chance to understand native speakers when they actually speak. Because, of course, we use weird idioms and expressions all the time. And it also gives you a chance to express yourself in a new way. Uh, that might impress a native speaker. If I were talking to somebody that English weren't their first language and they started busting out some of these idioms, I'd be like, wow, Lado's done his homework. He knows, he knows all these things. Good on him. So yeah, uh, that's basically where I'm coming from with these. Uh, coming up this week, so this episode will come out on Monday. On Wednesday, I've got another five phrases in one podcast type episode. And we're going to be looking at some contractions in that one as well. So it should be good. And coming up on Friday, we've got another episode of The Chinwag, where I'm hoping to have a special guest. I don't want to give away too much, but it's my wife. With any luck. <laughs> um, probably we're going to be talking about um, her trip to England and what she thought about it. So if you're interested, make sure you check it out. Um, once again... Study Squad Cheat Sheet. You can get it now. It's got all the details from today's episode to make sure you're not going to forget it. Check out the show notes. The link is there. DanSenseEnglish.com forward slash Study Squad. You'll get it now. Along with the ebook, The Study Hacks Guide. Get it. Improve your English. I'm telling you. Don't make the same mistakes I did. Pay attention to the tips in that book and you'll do better than what I did. And as always, if you enjoyed this, please, please, please give me a rating on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. Give me a rating. It's the best way to help this show out. And it's also a good idea because it might help other people find this podcast. And that's going to make me happy. So please consider doing it. Other than that, that's it for today. Thanks a lot for listening. And I'll catch you in the next one.